Welcome to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts today, Angie Fryermuth. And I'm Kat McCain. Today we are talking with Jason Knight, who's an outdoor recreation planner and a natural resource specialist with the Tulsa District as well as Rosanna Burek, who is the Headquarters Natural Resource Manager. She's the overall program manager for the Environmental Stewardship. And we today are going to be talking about the Multi-District Innovation Team. So with that, Jason and Rosanna, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. No, my name is Jason Knight. And, well, I started uh, my, core, my core experience at uh, Oxtibby Lake in southern Mississippi about 14 years ago. From there in the Mobile District, I moved from place to place as a park ranger, working at the river system at a Black Warrior, Tom Bibby River Systems. Kept on moving until I got to Alpino Lake in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was a park ranger during all those locations. And then I got the opportunity to come to Tulsa uh, as a outdoor recreation planner seven years ago. And that's where I've been ever since, um, working on numerous natural resource management job responsibilities. And I'm Rosanna Burek. Just like Kat said, I work at headquarters in the natural resource management branch, but I started as a natural resource specialist at John H. Carr Reservoir in Virginia about 13 years ago and worked my way up from there, very heavily involved in our interpretation services and outreach program. Um, I moved over to St. Louis District, where I was in charge of the program for the district and became involved at the headquarters level with prospect teaching the class for interpretive services, moved over to the Louisville District, where I was in charge of our natural resource management branch, just loved it, became very heavily involved with the budget and now I run the budget for the Environmental Stewardship Program and am the proponent for interpretive services for the Corps. It's great to have both of you join us today. And uh, I know we're going to talk about innovation um, and specifically the multi-district innovation team. So, Jason, can you tell us what the goal is of the multi-district innovation team? Sure. The uh, goal has always been to recognize great ideas from the field level and really apply manpower and create, a, well, manpower and resources to create a prototype of the innovation to see if it pass fails, see what it looks, tastes, smells, see if it's something we want to pursue, not necessarily to, to produce a product, but just a prototype, really with the goal of the, of the team. Uh, its mission, it kind of goes alongside of it, uh, is to plan and develop technology for NRM staff and enhance the recreation experience for the visiting public. So those two really go hand in hand, what we're really out to do. That is great. And I really applaud uh, you all for starting this team. And speaking of starting, how did this team come into existence? Tell us a little bit more about how this all started. Sure. Started back in 2016. A lot of it was, it was me. Um, I was out doing my normal district duties. Usually I go out and hang out with park rangers and work with them through my programs and uh, show them the ropes, especially new POCs, work with them on systems. Metering was one of my jobs and you know, I'd help them out with metering and 
and setting those things up and getting them to perform right. And hanging out with these uh, park rangers and in our own field staff, I know, came to notice that they had a lot of good ideas. You know, I would basically turn to these guys when I'm one-on-one riding a ranger truck with them or out uh, working with them in the field. And I say, you know, what what are you going to do next for, on that on that idea? How how are you going to? Well, what's the next step for that idea? And essentially, I got the same answer no matter where I went in our in the Tulsa district, whether it be Oklahoma, Texas, or Kansas. Um, and I did go to all three areas uh, quite a bit. But the answer always came back as either there was no resources, there was no money. Cause of those two, management usually said we didn't have time for it and it just got kind of washed to the side. Um, so seeing a pattern in that, I came back to the Tulsa District Office. At the time, my uh, recreation chief was Kent Dunlap, and I kind of connected with him on it and said, you know, we need to, this is something that these guys had some really good ideas. Some of them were a little out there, but some of them were, were really good, good ideas that uh, could really help our program and really help our recreational program and uh, serve our uh, recreating public. So we kind of got together, started thinking about it, brainstorming, and we came up with an idea of an innovations team uh, just for the Tulsa District at the time. So we uh, started talking, started laying out what kind of goals and what kind of things we want this team, how we want it to look like, how we want it to function, uh, all that that we include into it. Really, a lot of it came from what we were seeing in the field with, with the shortcomings there. So we advertised for a team, for the internal Tulsa District team, didn't have any problems getting people to join. <laughs> We uh, were shooting for 12 people. Uh, we've got 10 right off the bat and two, I think we had to have two assigned because we wanted a certain percentage of people per, per area inside our district. But uh, that's kind of how it came into existence in the Tulsa side. We did that for about two years, pretty successful. Our first year, we actually didn't pilot any innovations because we, we got invited to present to the, the National NRM workshop in 2017. We spent so much time preparing for what we're going to present there, we actually couldn't finish what we had. But we also learned a valuable lesson in 17 as well, that we were gonna have a hard time innovating on in-house resources alone, because we didn't have a budget. So in the summer of that summer, we went out and started looking for partners. And we did find one in Southwestern Oklahoma State University. And in season two, they really helped us start kicking out some of these innovations that we've been wanting to see implemented, or at least prototypes, that second summer. Well, of course, we've been sending out newsletters uh, nationally or to anybody who, who wanted to be part of the program or have knowledge of the program. And before season three, uh, in 2018, we sent out an invitation to whoever wanted to be part of this thing. Well, to my surprise, five districts signed up, but basically volunteered their team members to work on our team to forward the innovations program. And from that third season to what's now season six, they we picked up 22 districts, and of course now we're moving into a national team 
But uh, that's kind of how that got started. That's kind of how that got started. Um, a lot of it was credibility, people uh, believing in what we could do, other districts who wanted to invest in what we were doing and saw a lot of potential in what we were doing, I believe. That's great. Like, this is crazy to think that this grassroots effort of an idea has now led to nearly a national program, or it's going to be a national program in just six years. So I know a lot of times being at the district, someone may just be sitting there going, oh, it's never going to go anywhere. No one's going to listen to me. But this is a prime example of regardless of where you sit in the core, you can influence change and you can make, you can do things better. You can get to yes. And I think this is a great example of this program of being able to get to yes. And with that, so like you talked about the early successes. So what are some other successes this program has done as it's grown? Um, what are some of the, the key highlights? Well, in my opinion, I guess successes are, I guess, can be based on opinion. But, uh, you know, I think we've had a lot of success. We've had a lot of great prototypes that were successful enough to turn into products. You know, we have uh, no touch fees now in our recreation areas, part of our touchless transactions. We have self-service camping now where people can just go up and scan a barcode and get their site right there without having to talk to anybody, touch anything. And it's just helps with the, with the backlog of traffic coming into, into, uh, into campgrounds. We have a hunting maps app where you can almost, where we're working on it, building it to have all digital maps on the hunting maps app. And it's becoming very popular with the public right now. Uh, a lot of different local news stations have already done different news articles and TV responses off of it. But, uh, you know, our innovation store that the Core Foundation puts out there for us or hosts for us, big success there. Partners are a big success, uh, what all they've done for us. Uh, Southwestern Oklahoma State University is, you know, they've pumped in almost really over $500,000 in free IT work for us over the last five years. So, I mean, that's a success in itself. Uh, Tulsa District, we created our own innovations lab where we're able to do green screen technology, keep up with whatever the uh, universities can crank out. So, we, the, the innovations that they create are usable for us. Anything that they come up with us, which is usually pretty technical, we can at least absorb or have the technology to absorb. Just the team itself, I believe, in my opinion, it's a success, especially coming from where it came from, how it was launched, and how it just progressed over the last five and a half years. Yeah, and as you mentioned, like your first year, you're like, oh, we may have should have done this differently. Are there any other lessons learned that you guys have captured over the years that um, will continue to progress this program into the future? Actually, there are. Um, Probably the most painful one we learned is that innovation takes partnerships. Doing it alone on a zero budget, trying to create computer systems and this high-tech stuff that park rangers come up with, that was that turned out to be pretty difficult for a group of park rangers and environmental specialists and GIS specialists and district uh, leads to create. It was very, very quickly learned we needed help. And luckily, very early, we found help in uh, Southwestern Oklahoma State University. It was there to really step outside of their own shell and continue to help us both in the spring semester and they would eventually 
pop that out via spring and fall semester so they could support us year round. Also, one of the things I learned very early too, uh, you know, me and uh, myself and uh, Kent Dunlap, we were first planning this thing out. Uh, I was a little hesitant to make it an inclusive team. I really thought it'd work better as an exclusive team where, you know, it's a shell and people feed into the shell, but he was exactly right. It has worked and has exploded exponentially being an, an, an inclusive team instead of an exclusive team. I would encourage anybody who's starting to do this to make sure that you don't push anybody away. You you incorporate everybody, whether they're pro or con, um, they'll eventually come around if you have enough successes. But never push anybody away. Always try to include everybody in what you're doing. And that's the stance we've taken going forward from season one. I think this is all great. Um, and I especially like that you were saying that innovation takes partnership and you're right. And, um, and when you said that you're not turning anybody away, I think that opens it up to, uh, you know, the breadth and depth of the organization um, and making sure that everybody feels included and part of the process. So kudos to all of you. I am curious as we're looking towards the future, what, what does it hold for the innovation team? Rosanna, any thoughts on that? Yes, so as of January 2022, the multi-district innovations team is going to become the USACE Natural Resource Management Innovations Team. A charter has just been approved for that and we'll be bringing in representatives from every division. The same players that are on the current team will still be playing, so we'll get all those great grassroots ideas. We're just going to have a little bit more oversight from the headquarters level to make sure we're not duplicating efforts or and making sure we're getting all the approvals we need and things like that and just lending that great um, you know top cover headquarters support to the team and those great efforts that they're working on. That's so exciting. So with that, so this is like obviously for natural resource management where it started, but do you guys think that other mission areas um, would, could benefit from a team like this as well? Uh, I believe they could. Uh, our team goes to four national conferences per year. So partners, partners Outdoors, Partners Public Lands Alliance, Innovations, Arctic, Arctic's Innovation Summit, and we also go to NAI and Tech. And we've been going to those several years. You know, people, when we sign up for those things and go, uh, we always get a good, a really good response because people are kind of blown away at what we're actually doing, especially the other agencies. Because other agencies have their own model to, have their own models and their own methods, but when they see ours, they just realize that our model, we've got a really good model. We've got a model that, that has worked very well and is is very productive and they, they're always really interested in what we do how we get things done so fast because it really is the the model of the team really is kind of i don't want to say crazy but it's just it's it's, it's out there uh, and it just is it's a plus to our our team members and the quality of folks that we have on this team i mean we're, we're essentially taking an idea and I'm going to give you no money, but you can't have partners. And I need you to take that idea and turn it into a physical prototype that we can touch, taste, smell, and everything else by May 1st. Go. 
<laughs> you know, we have had very few failures on the scene. Somehow a group of four can take an idea, meet only three times for a week long, for eight months. That's all it is, eight months. May 1st, they've got to kick it out. And they have been very good at this. So other agencies see this where I have private sector sees this. Uh, everywhere we go, we talk about what we do and how we do it. And yeah, I think this could be big in, in all the mission areas. And like I said, any, any of the uh, agencies in the private sector as well, because the model, model does work even without money at times. I just think all of this is great and kudos to you and the whole uh, innovation team for making this work. I think it just shows that when you have a dedicated group of people that are driven to make change happen or make things better uh, for our organization or for our partners or the public, um, we can make things happen. So thank you, Jason and Rosanna, for joining us today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you. What topics are important to you and people you are interested in hearing from? Until next time, stay safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. Thanks for joining us for this Inside the Castle podcast. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.